The 380th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circus Millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. Howdy, howdy, generinos, and welcome to the 380th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, I'm one of your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. Let's send this one out to turn up one of our friends in the Discord who always keeps it uh, active in there. So this goes out to turn up. I'm not sure if I've sent one out to him before, but I have now. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. We have an action-packed episode. We're going to break down UFC Fight Night Home versus Bueno Silva. The whole main card doesn't matter. Like I said before, it doesn't matter how good the fight card is. We're going to make some money off of it. And maybe I'll actually pick some dogs because I did not pick any dogs on the prelim episode. If you want to hear that and you haven't already go back episode 379. Uh, this man got right out of the gate yesterday and picked a bunch of dogs right off the bat. It's one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Not, not a bunch, but also no, I'm, not gonna, two off, two, I'm, I guess, right? I'm not going to tell anybody which ones because you got to go back and listen to the true. prelim episode. Yeah. So there it's you go. True. <laughs> well, we did break. We did break the horrible news that Walt Harris, Josh Parisian, the fight has been canceled. So I'll break it again here if you haven't heard yet. I know it's sad. Yeah. It's okay. it, it, We're going to soldier on. It is what it is at this point. It does <laughs> seem like Walt Harris is kind of snake bitten when it comes to uh, fight cancellations. He, he yeah. I, I don't know if this at, at the time of recording this, there's not a reason out yet. So I don't know if it's on him or Parisian. Parisian's had a couple of canceled too, though, hasn't he? Maybe. I could look it up. I guess couldn't I? Let me uh, see. Do, do we? Do we need? Uh, do we need to? Yep. <laughs> he pulled out of at least one fight. It says here. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Chase Sherman Chase fight, Sherman right? Fight. Yeah. Well, who's, he's obviously scared of Chase Sherman. Yeah, he I remember that one. It was weird, and like Chase Sherman was all bent out of shape that he wasn't getting a fight. I was like, dude, you don't. You're lucky you're still there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is he still around? I Has think so. Right. He's oh no, did around. did he get fired? <laughs> I can't for remember it. Man, it's it's it, it. He's starting to feel like Sam Alvey. Am I wrong? Yeah, it's true. It's true. This isn't a Chase Sherman podcast, is it? It could be. It, it could be. We have talked about him a lot. All right. We should uh, stop talking about Chase Sherman and actually probably jump into the episode after I tell you about Circa. Because Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back at Circa Sports. $14 million are in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circa Millions is five NFL picks against the spread each week. And Circa Survivor is you just pick a different money line winner every week. Easy enough, right? Yet enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there last weekend in August. And CircaSports.com is the spot for all the details. That's C-I-R-C-A Sports.com. Uh, we've gone through this every week, but when Gumby wins, he's going to buy a ticket to UFC Boston. And he can report back uh, to us how it went. And he says, pick the Cowboys. So that's how he's going to win his money, by picking the Cowboys. Right? No that's lies it. there. That's all you got to do. All right. UFC Fight Night. Bueno. Home versus Bueno Silva. We're going to win some money on this as well. July 15th, this Saturday. UFC Apex. Um, what is the start time? I've taken it off my screen now. Uh, we lost a fight, but it's probably, uh, at least the main card's probably going to start at the same time. 10 p.m. Eastern. So it's a late one, but at least we can watch KSW before it, right? Yeah, and at least we get to watch Holly Home fight at 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that will not be a boring clinch affair with nothing happening for five rounds. Not at all. All right, we're starting off with a fun fight, at least. Uh, lightweights, Terrence McKinney versus Nazim Sadikov. 
Actually, no, let's start off more than likely. Uh, we're going to start off with Jack Della Madalena versus um, that new guy that he's fighting, whose name is, what's his name again, Dan? Basil Hafez. Hafez. So we're probably going to start with that, but this this fight card is in flux a bit because of the Walt Harris, Josh Parisian um, withdrawal. So we'll, we'll bump as one of the main card. Walter Waits, Jack Della Madalena, Basil Hafez. Hafez, eight, three, and one, one knockout, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. This is his short notice UFC debut, and he's going up against Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, he's won two straight fights in four or five. Won his last fight via knockout. Has not lost since April 2021. Malto regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Used to fight at middleweight. Is a pro grappler. He's at plus 450. Jack Della Madalena, 14 to 2, 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, so he's been finishing both his losses. Uh, he's won four, he's gone four and oh in the UFC, all via finish, one and oh in the contender series, multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. He's fight at middleweight, four years younger than Hafez. Negative 602 is what we have, at, but I, I've been hearing it's getting even lower than that. It started out. Open at minus 700 range. Now we're down in the minus 600s as of recording, but I hear some people getting it in the minus 500. So I don't, people are betting on Hafaz. I am not. Jack Della is one of our guys and uh, he is going to take care of uh, this newcomer. Yeah, I, I think this is a pretty easy one. I, I like Jack Della as well. I, I think, you know, like he's a guy who's got out there and finished Randy Brown in a round. Um, he, he's a guy who's, you know, shown he's got great hands. He's got good enough wrestling defense. Uh, he does all the right things. And you're putting him in there with a guy who has a split decision win over Anthony Ivey. Um, and, you know, and, and no shade thrown at Anthony Ivey here, but he's just not the, the next level kind of guy. He's got a split decision loss to Evan Cutts. Um, which, uh, granted, he did avenge by knocking him out for the, the title after that. But, like, you know, again, Evan Cutts, just like a a, a good regional fighter. Um, and, and if you're you're having neck-and-neck neck fights with these guys who are, like, you know, decent enough grapplers down at that level and you're having a tough time grappling with them, like, you're not going to outstrike Jack Della. So, like, the, the only chance I'm giving people right now to beat Jack Della is, like, you got to get into the mat and you got to hold him there, right? Like, that's what Sean Brady was going to try to do. And I just don't think Hafez has, has got that because he, he's losing the guys or coming close to losing the guys who grapple. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Jack Della here. Not many people do have what it takes to beat Jack Della. Uh, I forgot to mention he's not lost since his first two UF, uh, MMA fights. So he's not lost since uh, May of 2016. So 14 fight win streak. So uh, we expect him to make it 15 straight come Saturday. All right. Now we'll go with lightweights. Terrence McKinney, Nazim Sadikov. Still a fun fight. It was a fun fight five minutes ago, and it's still a fun fight now. I'll go T-Rex McKinney first, 13-5, five, five knockouts, eight submissions, so he's finished everyone. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, so he has been finishing all his fights, never gone the distance. Three and two in the UFC, lost win, loss over his last three, got knocked out in his last fight. Has missed weight before, all won the contender series, was a regional champion, used to fight at featherweight and welterweight. Four inches of reach on Sadikov. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.82 strikes a minute. He's at plus 125. Black Wolf, Nazim Sadikov, eight and one, six knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted once. Uh, that, that was his only loss. One and all in the UFC, one and all in contender series. He's won eight straight fights, so he has not lost since his UFC, his MMA debut as well, which was back in November 2018. He's finished five straight fighter uh, fights. He's got better striking, grappling, and active striking stats than McKinney, based off of his UFC and uh, contender series fights. And he's got a strike differential in the positive plus point seven 
per minute. And he's at minus 145. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go Terrence McKinney here. Uh, Me too. Yeah, I like the dog here. You know, obviously, you worry a little bit about his chin, right? Because those. I mean, you you want to talk about his three losses if you want to count his one on Contender Series way back when. He got beat by Sean Woodson on a flying knee, Ishmael Bonfim on a flying knee, and Drew Dober throwing a hammer. Like, yes, those are all guys who strike particularly well and knock people out. And and two of them being flying knees are like, you know, like how many times is this guy going to get knocked out by a flying knee? But at the same time, like, he looks really good when he looks good, right? Like he knocked out Provola and he, you know, dragged both. Uh, Ferris Zaim and, and Eric Ghost Pepper Gonzalez to the mat and, and submitted him there. It's almost like he's he's either going to get caught or he's he's going to finish a guy. And Sadikov is a guy who I feel like, you know, yes, he does have a whole bunch of finishes on his record, but that finish against Evan Elder wasn't like a finish finish. And if you look at the other guys he's finishing, man, I, I don't know. They, just, they don't seem like you know, a very high quality level of opponent. Like the best one is probably Hassan Zada when he knocked him out on contender series. And even that like Hassan Zada, just like he took that shot to the body in the beginning of the fight and looked like a different fighter for the whole time. Um, and if you go back to the fight with Evan Elder, he was getting countered a real lot every single time he threw. Um, that was like the biggest thing from Elder is, is like, is he just waited until Sadikov kind of like waded in with his strikes, which he tends to do. And then he hit him with a hard counter and that was enough. So I, I kind of think McKinney is just going to tag him with something. And if he doesn't, I, I do think he's got a massive wrestling advantage. So yeah, give me, give me McKinney here. And McKinney's at four inches of reach to tag him with that as well. Yeah. Sadikov just uh, squeaked by Evan Elder. Um, Due to due to that cut, so um, yeah, I, I like McKinney too, but he's he's getting close to to bailing on him if uh, if he doesn't uh, doesn't come through here because uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we are both betting on him to come through though. He is a finishing machine, so hopefully he gets it done here. All right, we're going to uh, we're staying with lightweights actually. Otman Azatar versus Francisco Prado. I will tell you about Azatar first. The bulldozer, thirteen and one, ten knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Two and one in the UFC, lost the last fight via TKO or KO. Uh, used to fight at welterweight, was regional champion. Two inches of reach uh, over Prado. Striking stats are in his favor, and he's almost four times more active landing strikes than Prado, but Prado's only fought once. Uh, Azatar has outstruck his UFC opponents by 4.34 strikes per minute. That's a massive number. He's at even money, plus 100. Prado, 11 and 1, five knockouts, six submissions. So he's finished everyone. Never been finished himself. 0 and 1 in the UFC, was a regional champion. Used to fight at welterweight. Two inches of height, 12 years younger than Azatar. He got outstruck in his UFC fight by 2.06 strikes per minute, minus 117. All right, give me dog. I'm making up on uh, not taking any dogs in the prelims, and I'm taking plenty of dogs here. I just like uh, Azatar better as a fighter. I think he's going to be the better striker here. The age gap is a bit of a concern. Um, hopefully, it doesn't catch up with him here, but uh, I think he's going to put a pace, and he's got... Lots of power as well behind behind that uh, those strikes. So give me Isaiah Tar here. Yeah, he's got tons of power. I'm going with Isaiah Tar too. Um, like you know, he, he knocked out uh, you know, comma worthy who who granted didn't have all that great of a chin when he was in the UFC, and he knocked out Timu Paklin. And yeah, on a comeback fight, he did lose to Matt Favola, but Matt Favola. I mean, Matt Favola knocked out Drew Dober. Like he could knock out anybody, right? So uh, you know, I, I kind of think Azitar is the one who's going to land the big punch. Because if you watch Prado's debut and he was fighting 
Jamie Malarkey, who seemed to not want to engage in a striking battle all that much. He wanted to just like pick him apart from the outside. Prado got frustrated and started throwing. He's an aggressive guy. He always has been an aggressive guy. And anytime he threw, it seemed like he was leaving himself open a lot. It seemed like he was in a bad place for a lot of that fight. And, uh, you know, like I, I think you only have to be in a bad place for a second against Aziatar and you're going to get knocked out. So, yeah, give me give me Atman here. Why do you think he is an underdog? A slight underdog, but underdog nonetheless. I'm guessing the layoff mixed with the fact that, um, you know, he, he is coming off of a knockout loss. You know, like the last time he won, it, it's been a really long time, right? The last time yeah. he won was September 12th of 2020. Um, and it was, you know, he's on, his only two wins are over guys who aren't in the UFC anymore. Whereas, like, you might look at Prado and you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, he went the distance with Jamie Malarkey. That, you know, that ages well. Does it age well? He didn't. Malarkey just did get knocked out. Um, I still think it ages <laughs> well. Uh, you know, so, like, maybe people are looking at the method of victory and how long it's been since they lost. And, you know, you mentioned the age. You know, Atman's getting up there a little bit in age, um, right? He's he's quite a bit older than Prado. I, I still think he's only like 32, but I, he's getting getting quite a bit older than Prado. So m- maybe a little combination of all those things, but I do think it's a line worth exploiting there. He's aging faster than Prado? He's getting older than him, right? He's aging faster? I mean, he is quite a bit older. <laughs> yes, it's true. It is true. All right, we're both in on Azatar as a underdog. Let's see what we're doing with the next fight. Women's featherweight. Norma Dumont, who was mentioned last podcast versus Chelsea Chandler, who was on Gumby's last episode of Top Turtle, right? That's correct. That is correct. Oh, it's a good interview. All right. Chandler, five and one, two knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. One and all in the UFC. Uh, Won her last fight via TKO. She's won five straight fights. Has not lost since March of 2018. So she's another one who has not lost since her her debut in the sport. A lot of those on this card. I used to fight at Bantamweight. Has missed weight before there. Four and one in Evicta. An inch of height, inch of reach on Dumont. 2.6 times more active landing strikes, but that's based off of one fight. In that fight, she outstruck her opponent by 6.12 strikes per minute. That will get you some wins. And she's at plus 122. Norma Dumont, the immortal. Nine and two with two submissions. Been knocked out once. Five and two in the UFC. Won two straight and five of six. Missed weight twice. Had used to fight down at Bantamweight. She's got a positive strike differential of 1.38. Better grappling stats than Chandler, but that's based off of one Chandler fight. Minus 138. It be I, you or it be me? It be you. I, I'm going to go dog again. Um, me too. Say, yeah. yeah. Women's dogs, right? Um, and, yes. and what did you say the number was on Chandler? 122. A lot of these numbers have gone against us, unfortunately, since I originally uh, wrote the odds down on Monday. So uh, uh, people are agreeing with this, I think. Yeah. So for me, I, I like Chelsea Chandler's boxing quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I, I like that she's had this time off to sort of work and fine tune things. Cause there were moments where she didn't look great against Julia Stolyarenko. Um, you know, like she, she kind of got surprised by a takedown. I think you won't see that happen to her again, but the, the thing I like the best about her in a fight with Norma Dumont is I think she's going to put a pace on Norma Dumont, uh, and make Norma Dumont work. Because if you look at a lot of Norma's fights, her best work is done when her opponents just kind of complacent. Right. Like that's what she did to Aspen Ladd. Um, and she's won other fights that way, too. But I think Chelsea Chandler is really going to push her and really make her work. And she's really good in scrambles. I, I like when, uh, you know, like when she tried to get, you know, Stolyarenko tried to get take her down a second time. She hipped right over and was in mount. 
I don't think she's going to do that to Dumont, but I do think she is going to get into, if she gets into scramble, she's going to get back up. Um, and I think she's going to be a little bit faster boxing. I definitely think she hits harder than Dumont too. Um, so like, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Chelsea Chandler here. Yeah, me too. Um, like what we saw out of her in her debut, she's on a really good streak. She's fought really good competition throughout her career. Like all of her fights are either in the UFC or Invicta. Um, yeah. And I think she's going to be going to be the better and more powerful striker. So I usually always tend to side with that. So let's get some more dog money, which leads us right into my underdog fantasy ad read here. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best ball media four is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We shall move on to, we're up to co-main event already. Yes, we are. It is middleweights. Albert Durea versus Jean Young Park. Uh, Durayev, 16 and four, three knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out four times. So all of his losses have come via knockout. Uh, two and one in the UFC, 11 and one over his last 12 fights, won his last fight. Uh, one and all in the contender series, was regional champion, used to fight at welterweight, 2011 pro MMA debut, inch of height, two inches reach on Park. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by point and contender series by 0.41 strikes per minute. He's at plus 135. The Iron Turtle, Park. 16 to 5, five knockouts, five submissions, knocked out once, submitted twice. Six and two in the UFC. He's won three straight fights, the last two via submission. Is a regional champion. Used to fight at welterweight as well. 2013 MMA professional debut. Two years younger than Durayev. More active landing strikes and better grappling stats. He's got a positive strike differential 1.21 per minute, and he's at minus 155. Give me, I'll, I'll go back to uh, two favorites here. Give me the Iron Turtle, Shang Young Park. Much better. Uh, should be a, a Strong grappler. I was going to say better grappler, maybe a better grappler than Durayev. An equal in grappling, probably the better striker here. Um, really sneaky six and two in the UFC. That kind of, I think he's kind of being underrated um, overall his career, but I think he's going to beat Durayev. So I will take him at minus 155. I like John Young Park too. Um, I think for, for a couple of reasons, I, I think he's going to be a little bit better on the feet than Durayev. I don't think Durayev's going to get enough of his wrestling going uh, because Jung Young Park, low-key, great wrestler. You know, he's finished yep. his last two fights by rear naked chokes. I don't know that Jung Young Park is going to get enough of his wrestling going. Uh, I kind of hope he doesn't try all that much. I hope he uses his wrestling more as like a defense mechanism um, than like a an attack or if he uses it as an attack just to to let Durayev know it's there and to kind of scare him. Um, but I hope he doesn't commit too much to it because I am a little bit worried about this line when you think about the fact that, like, if he fails on a couple of takedowns, which is totally possible against Durayev, there's a chance, in my opinion, that he just gets tired and loses uh, the same way he lost to Hobocop. Um, But I, I do still favor him here. I, I still, while that is a concern, it's not a big enough concern for me to, to just not pick him. All righty. Let's go main event time. Oh, boy. Uh, have we agreed on all our picks this episode? We have so we far. Have. Yeah. Including, all right. Including three dogs. Woohoo. All right. Main event. The exciting women's five five-minute rounds. We're, we're, it's going to go the distance, almost guaranteed. Women's bantamweight. Holly Holm versus Myra Bueno Silva. I'll tell you about Bueno Silva first. Sheetara is the nickname. 10-2-1. and one, one knockout. Seven submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 5-2-1 and one in the UFC. She won three straight fights. 
Um, last two of them via submission used to fight down at flyweight one and all in the contender series was regional champion as well. 10 years younger than home striking and active striking stats in her favor. However, she's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.51 strikes per minute. She's at plus 150. The preacher's daughter, Holly home 15 and six with eight knockouts knocked out once submitted once eight and six in the UFC three and one over her last four, including winning her last fight used to be the champion of the world. Uh, also used to fight up at featherweight was the legacy FC champion before all this one and all in Bellator 2011 pro MMA debut 33, two and three record in boxing and a multiple time champion in that sport. Also was a kickboxing champion Twitch site, three inches of reach over a boy. No Silva but has outstruck her UFC opponents by 0.4 strikes per minute minus 170. Break it down. Gumby. I'm not wrong in saying that like this one's fucked up, right? Like, Home should be like a five to one favorite in this fight, right? Um, yeah, she's gonna win, Sally. I, I heard what you said on Top Turtle. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I like. I can't believe picking home, but hoping against it. Yeah, like I, I mean, I would love to be wrong on this pick. I cannot stress this enough. This division badly needs Myra Buena Silva to win this fight, to pull off a submission, to inject some new blood at the top of this division to assure us that I am not going to have to sit through a Juliana Pena versus Holly Holm title fight sometime in the near future. She needs to win in order to save us from that ill fate. With that being said, why is she not a five to five to one underdog? Cause, cause Holly Holm is much better everywhere except for a submission offense, right? If you go back and you watch Myra Buena Silva's wins, and and granted, she is undefeated at at Bantamweight. Maybe that's why we're getting these odds as close as we are. You know, like, she did take down Lena Landsberg a couple of times, but Lena Landsberg is, you know, like a a clinch kickboxer, and she looked like she wanted to quit. She didn't look like she wanted to fight anymore. And Howie Holmes a better wrestler than that. Howie Holmes better in the clinch than that. Howie Holmes a better striker from distance than that. I mean, like Howie Holmes does, like I said, everything better than Myra Buena Silva, except for attack submissions. So unless you think that Myra Buena Silva is going to either luck her way into a takedown or submit Howie Holmes off of her back, I don't know how you could possibly lay that kind of money on Silva. And I don't know how you can not lay that money on, on home. Because like, while I, I, again, do not want her to win. That is such a steal of a price there. Yeah. Home home has to be the pick. Sadly, hasn't really, she's getting up there in age, but has not really shown too much decline, but with, with her fighting game, she could probably last forever the way that she fights now. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's got like a, you know, at, at a, in a division that's even thinner than heavyweight now. She's got yep. like a uh, she she's done a Audrey Arlovsky. She she's yep. gone to that point where she's safer than she used to be. She's not out looking for finishes like she used to be. She works in the clinch more than she used to. Uh, you know she she just stays safe. Um, and it it helped her in literally every fight except for that Ketlin Vieta one. And some people argue that she beat Ketlin Vieta too. Other than that, she hasn't lost since she lost to Amanda Nunes. Um, and and I don't know. I don't know who's the right person to beat her at Bantamweight and to stop her from being the Bantamweight champ again, but it ain't Myra Buena Silva. And let's not forget Holly Holm is for the children as well. So that can't be overlooked. All right, let's recap. Everything is a consensus this episode. Uh, we got Holm, we got Park, we got Chandler, we got McKinney, we got 
Jack Della Madalena. All right. Don't go away, people. This is the important part. Locks, dogs, props, parlays, all that fun stuff. Uh, I think I am up first this episode for my lock. Um, give me home. Sally, give me home at minus 170 for my lock. Yeah, I don't like it either, but I'm going to do the same exact thing. Like, yeah, it's yep. it, it would be just told you why it would be a pleasure to miss my lock this week. An absolute pleasure. Uh, but God, she, I mean, she's got to win. Um, so, yeah, Holly Holm. Uh, all right. Dog. Who do I like as my dog? Give me Ch- Chelsea Chandler at plus 122 as my dog. All right. I'm going to go Terrence McKinney. Um, I, I, I like uh, his chances here to knock out Sadikov. Or, uh, hey, maybe – actually, I, I'm going to change that. I don't think he's going to knock out Sadikov. I think he's going to submit him. Ooh, really? Is that going to be your – oh, that is your prop. That's right. It's, no, actually, it's is not. that going to be your prop? No. Okay. No, right. it's not. But it, uh, I, that, I think that's It's just a bonus happen. one for you all. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I will take – uh, now I gotta do a prop pick. Let me see the odds here. Home by decision plus one twenty five. That's a steal. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from home by decision props because I think if she's given twenty five minutes of beating the hell out of Myra Buena Silva, I can see like a fourth or fifth round standing TKO. That would make um, her interesting though. Yeah, but I don't uh, like if Myra is like emptying the gas tank to try to get after yeah. it, which I think she's gonna like, I think she's going to try to get after it. I think she's going to get popped doing it. So uh, I'm going to stay away from home props because I think this fight could really go anyway. Uh, I do like uh, Atman Aziatar by knockout. We mentioned that we like him as a straight up dog. If he wins, he's going to knock him out. Um, it's plus 100 on the money line. It's plus 195 to get him by knockout. So, like, yeah, you might as well get pretty much twice that money uh, for the outcome that's undoubtedly going to happen. Yep. So we're both in at home. McKinney and Chandler, we're both in on that. But uh, Dan has McKinney as his official pick. I have Chandler. And then he has Azatar, knockout, and I have home via decision. Now for Superfan Jong, Hungryman Jong, Superfan Parlay, excuse me. Two fights, going to win us big money. Hit it. I'm going to I'm going to be crazy boring on this one. I'm going to go back to back decisions here. Uh, the first one I'm going to take. I know you're not in on, uh, but I like Ashley Evan Smith by decision uh, against Aileen Perez. I think her wrestling, if she's anything like she used to be, is just going to hold up. She's just going to hold uh, Aileen Perez in place and probably win a, a pretty boring looking decision. Uh, she does that. It's plus 300. I really like that price. Uh, and I'm also going to get Evan Elder by decision. I know he was close to finishing Sadikov and, and had gotten some things going. Um, and a lot of his career, if you go back and you look, he's got a lot of finishes in his career. But he, he's also a guy who, uh, you know, he hasn't finished some really high-level people. Gennaro Valdez is a pretty tough guy. Uh, I think this one could go to decision. And if it does and Elder comes out on top, Elder by decision is somehow plus 350. Um, the books really seem to think he's going to finish Gennaro Valdez. So if you get both of those uh, two to win by decision, Elder and Evan Smith, uh, it's 17 to one. Wow. Plus 1700. That will be a nice, nice score. All right. That's it. We're being efficient this week. Both episodes in your ear holes quickly. Um, if you want to hear more from us, though, we're at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord in the fights channel. Come in there and hang out. Twitter's SGP and MMA and Gumby Vreeland, Jeff Fox writer. I'm also Jeff Fox writer on Instagram, Jeff underscore Fox underscore writer. 
Gumby's got the top turtle on my podcast, like drops midweek, usually with no me on it. So it, it'll be an easy listen for you. Um, this week, who you got on this week, Evan Elder and Jamal Pogues, correct? That's correct. All right. And all good things in, oh, you can read all my MMA, MMMMA, MMA writing in your inbox at moneymma.substack.com. Grab a free subscription there. And all good things in the world are at sportsgummypodcast.com. We'll be back Sunday to recap our picks after Gumby bids you farewell. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's the Iron Turtle Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday. 